Sports Station. 1043 The Fan presents Matt Smith and Kyle Reese. There's a great scene in Seinfeld. I know you love Seinfeld. You're a huge Seinfeld fan, Kyle. I've seen two episodes. There's a great scene where Jerry's finally considering settling down. And Kramer Kramer says, what are you thinking of, Jerry? Marriage? Family? They're prisons! Man-made prisons! You're doing time! It, that stems off the conversation that we were just having off yeah, there. Yeah, I, I, I won't go there. The one episode I did see was when he was... Uh, What's that? When he wouldn't turn the suede coat inside out. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I, I saw that one. That was a good one. Yeah, that is a great yeah. one with Mr. Bennis. And uh, it's not you, it's me. Yeah, of course, of course. How could we forget? On the RamosLaw.com text line 303-713-1043, whatever Russ does from here on out, just pads his stats to get him in the Hall of Fame. He will be in, and he should be in. Kind of going along the line of what I was saying a little bit earlier, Kyle. Yeah, I, I think he's going. I just, he's in the Kurt Warner category for me. He's in that Kurt Warner tier. Because Joe Montana's in there. Mm. There's a few more parallels to that than maybe, and I'm just drawn to the other parallels outside of the field. But you, know. but you didn't just disagree with me, though. Someone else says, Russell Wilson is the only superstar on the list. The others are NFL stars. Wilson's desperate need for attention results in him flooding social media with content to say, look at me, look at me, everybody, look at me. He's an NFL star winning his record first 10 years, and he's a media star, always trying to live like a Kardashian. Russell Wilson is the only superstar on the list. Okay. All right, buddy. Tongue-in-cheek there. All right, just relax. Just relax a little bit. I mean, he's man's going to live his life. He's going to live his life how he is. But no, 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 no. I Look, I get where he's coming from, right? He, he's got a brand. So he's building himself into maybe something more than he is. And maybe that was big part of the problem last year. He came in trying to bite off more than he could chew. Yeah, and the problem with brands is that People appreciate them more when they're a little more organic. Mm, like you know, your brand. It, it's, whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, right? Yeah. It's like a grown man assigning himself a nickname, right? Mm. It's because I, I like being called this. No, did it stick or not, right? I totally you, agree you with you there. You can't, you can't no, no, no. do that. A and nickname so, is earned. It's earned, man. Yeah. It's yeah. earned. And you may not like it, but if it sticks, it sticks. And you earned it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, I just, I feel like it's forced a lot. Yeah, of course. And it doesn't, it doesn't, you know right. why? Because it, it, it is forced significantly, but hopefully things change. And now that he's hired a new PR firm as he did in December, hopefully it's all going to move forward. I mean, it's been a qu- much quieter summer from Russ. Who has, no doubt. who has a brand in the NFL, regardless of position that you can appreciate that's really organic. Andy Reid. Cheeseburgers. Okay, that's a good one. Uh huh. That's a good one. Bill Belichick. Cut off hoodie. Antidepressants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Nikola Jokic popped up over the weekend, and it's not exactly where you think he was going to be. We've seen him at the horse track. He was in Naples, Italy a little bit earlier this week. He was sitting on this, there was these kind of like old cinder blocks just lined up against one of these little tree beds, you know, a little landscaping bed along this tree, and he was watching the track. His horse finished seventh, and everybody's like, look at him. Look at look at Jokic. He's one of us. You know, he's not this. He's not Russell Wilson the living like a man. Kardashian. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then the video popped up on social media yesterday. Apparently, he was river rafting, 
in Bosnia. Okay, not Serbia, in Bosnia. And I did not know that Bosnia had water that looked like that. That water was as blue as blue gets. That was straight out of a commercial, that water, man. We got to stop watching so much TV, man. It was straight out of a commercial. It was unbelievable. There are beautiful parts of Europe, man. But what's so funny is, you know, if, if we went water ra- white water rafting, okay, you and I, let's just say after the show, you and I head down to Browns Canyon, we get in some river rafting, right? Hit okay. an afternoon trip. Here we go. We are not going to be actively looking around and going, oh, my God, that's Brandon Stokely. Stoke, we love you, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're, we're, we wouldn't be doing that. I've been river rafting. You better focus. Exactly. Yeah, pay attention. Yeah, with, with our rapids, not this lazy jungle book river, you know. <laughs> you know, look for the bare necessities. That's kind of the vibe I got from this river. It, it seemed like a very casual trip. And listen. That should be a pleasant surprise to a lot of Nuggets fans because I'm not sure that that's in his contract that he's able to go river rafting. Oh, stop it! Like I said, it's it's it's. Did you see the vibe of that river? Life that river didn't have a care in the world. Yeah, I hear you. Can you imagine someone almost seven feet tall in the river raft with you? Yeah. Well, I was thinking about it because Jokic was wearing a wetsuit. Can you imagine? I mean, that was a special ordered wetsuit. He brought that wetsuit from home. That's that wasn't a lot of material. Yeah, it was. It wasn't one he just had laying around. But also, who goes river rafting in a wetsuit? But either way, eventually, along with, and it was a private tour. It seemed like it was more of like a friends only type of situation. There weren't as many people in the boat as there were in other boats. And somebody caught wind of who was there. And this is what the scene sounded like. <laughs> He can't go He's anywhere, man. Life, man. He can't go. Is he? I was. I was thinking to myself. I was like, he can't go anywhere. Like you're now. I'm getting it on the river. This is a man who doesn't even want the attention in the first place. And here you go. You're just river rafting. It's like, oh my gosh. But this man is a celebrity wherever he goes around the globe, isn't he? He is, and deservedly so. I don't think there are many that would argue with you when you say he's the best basketball player in the world right now. Oh, there are plenty that would argue with you. I just don't know if they'd be right. Sure. And and so a lot of Philly recognized fans. on a uh, rafting trip in Bosnia. Uh-huh. I, Did you know you Bosnia know, got it like that? I didn't realize Bosnia had it like that. There is something to be redeemed about every single country, every single city, and uh, most. You know, yeah, yeah, most, most. Yeah, most. You know, I actually had that feeling when I went to, and, you know, not to be like, well, when I went to, but when I went to Croatia, you know, and and we got to Dubrovnik. I didn't realize it was like that. It was, it is gorgeous in Croatia, but of course it's in the Mediterranean. Why are these things a surprise to you? Because I'm not great with geography. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> all, all I see is old World War II photos of Europe, and that's, that's what's saying. ingrained in my mind. All I know about Bosnia is there was a war once there, and isn't everything the same as it man, was then? Europe There's beautiful, beautiful rivers, man. crystal blue water that just made me, you know. Want to be on vacation real yeah. bad? Real, real, real hey, listen, bad? If you were to say that over there, they'd say that's mighty American of you. They would. They would. Yeah. And, and it probably is. is. Yeah, it exactly. Is. Last yeah. night, it wasn't just Jokic popping up on social media. Jamal Murray was at UFC 290, and he walked in the door strutting his stuff with the champ, Alex Volkanovsky. Again, didn't know Volkanovsky was a Nuggets fan. You know? Wasn't aware of that. But I do actually... There, there are videos of him, or at least photos of him, shooting in a Jamal Murray jersey. And now that I think about it, those actually might have been before last night. So we might have actually had a little hint that he may have actually been a Nuggets fan prior to the bandwagon. Well, and now it's cool to admit it. Mm, now it's cool to wear your Nuggets gear? Yeah. 
Now you can wear that with pride. Before it was like, nah, I'm going to leave it at the back of the yeah, closet. Yeah. I'll wear the Avs one out today. It was the source of your life's disappointment before. Guess where all my Avs hats are? Back of the closet. <laughs> oh, man. You have you act like they weren't a playoff team. Come on, man. Oh, that's good stuff. You're such a fair weather fan. <laughs> that's, that's really good stuff. Uh, Stephen A. Smith reacted to a little bit of Dwight Howard, who came out trying to prop up his own name by talking about Nikola Jokic this week. Stay off the weed. <laughs> Dwight Howard. <clears throat> I'm not accusing him of using weed, although it's legal in many states in this day and age. I'm simply using that metaphorically to make my point. Oh, thanks, Stephen. Dwight Howard, stop. Stop, bro. And you're talking to a Dwight Howard fan. Mm-hmm. Dwight Howard. We'll let you know what he said next. It's Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan presents Matt Smith and Kyle What more could she say? You recognize this song? No. Yes, you do. Stop. Stop lying. I'm sick of your deception. Cut it up. He'll remember. Nothing. You're serious. You've never heard this song before. I'm sure I've heard it before. All right, that's good. That's good. But, I mean, like, just expand your mind. Will I ever listen to Complicated Again? Free your mind. I'm not. And you know what they say. The rest will follow. follow. I'm not going to add that to the uh, liked songs library. That's a shame. That's a shame. Sorry. That's the soundtrack of my childhood right there. You know that, Blink-182? Like I said, songs with life lessons. Don't give up on something because later it might turn out to be everything you've ever wanted. That's the lesson in that song. Because That's she's sitting at home of you. with the baby, and she's watching Skater Boy rocking on MTV, and she's realizing, uh-oh. I made a mistake. <laughs> she's looking up, you know, from the crowd at the boy that she turned down. Oh, so, man. How old is Avril Lavigne? Avril She's in her 40s now. I saw her in her first show. When she Yeah, there you go. There you go. Sorry, Avril. Sorry, Avril. She's not 40 yet. You know who she's dating now? Mm-mm. You're not going to believe this when I tell you. Uh-oh. I see it. Because I didn't believe it he when I around. saw yeah, He got around. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Avril's dating Tyga, the oh. rapper. I was like, Tyga and Avril? Okay. All right. Well, good for her. Not here for a long time. Good for her. So before we, before we left off there, we're talking about Dwight Howard and Nikola Jokic. Because Dwight Howard, man, give him credit. He knows how to put himself into the news. And, of course... What we know about Dwight is he's been playing his basketball overseas lately. He's, he's taken his chat. talents to Taiwan. <laughs> and he, he drew a strong reaction from Stephen A. Smith after Dwight Howard made a few comments about Nikola Jokic, which I thought were, were, were fascinating to me. Uh, Howard was talking about how, look, Jokic is doing what he's doing, but look at me. I had 46-20 games. I had 38-18 and 18. And, you know, would I take myself in my prime over Jokic in his prime? Uh, hell yeah. And this is what Stevie Nay had to say. Stay off the weed. 
Dwight Howard. <clears throat> I'm not accusing him of using weed, although it's legal in many states. Thank you, Stephen. In age, I'm simply using that metaphorically to make my point. Dwight Howard, stop. Stop, bro. And you're talking to a Dwight Howard fan. Mm-hmm. Dwight Howard, three-time defensive player mm-hmm. of the year, was definitely five-time all-defensive team champion in 2020, two-time NBA blocks champion, okay, five-time rebounding champion. No shade on on Dwight Howard in terms of how legitimate of a bona fide player and star that he was, okay? But that was defensively with blocking shots and rebounding. Yeah, blocking shots and rebounding. That's cute. This is what Howard said. He goes, obviously, people are going to say Jokic can score. Quote, he got all those offensive skills. But at the same time, I was getting 38 and 20, 45 and 18, 19, 20. And not, I'm not doing all this with twos. No, th- You know, I'm doing all this with twos. No threes, all twos. I'm doing this with lobs. I'm not getting a lot of post-up attempts like Jokic is. He's getting way more opportunities, I would say, as far as to show his low post game and all that stuff. And I was just in a different era. No, no, Dwight. No, it's because you didn't have post-up moves. You had one. Power dribble, dunk. Two-hand, yam. That was it. That was it. And look, there's no shame in that either. You had a great deal of value. You were an eight-time all-star. You had your team on the brink of winning a championship at one point. Yep. So, uh, look, if you're looking for the spotlight, unfortunately, that has come and gone. But Mm. you had your time to shine, Dwight. It is what it is. And don't put yourself in this conversation because you're going to lose. But it was warm under those lights. Those lights, it was like being Cozy. cradled by, by your mom. You know, it was just like being swallowed like a, like a child. That, that spotlight, it hits you. It just makes you feel all tingly, that, right? They say fame is addictive, man. Stephen A. continued on this, this fascinating conversation. To say that you couldn't shine Jokic's shoes as an offensive player would be an insult to Jokic. It's worse than that. You weren't in his class. You had no post game, Okay. You had a jump hook. You were very limited. You had no other moves, okay? You couldn't shoot the basketball. You rebounded. You dunked. You had a spin move. You got behind the defense. You caught alley-oop dunks. That's what you want. It's not Jokic's fault that you didn't score on threes. You couldn't shoot them. Jokic could. Dwight Howard, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the number. I want to make sure my number is right here. In terms of threes, okay, Dwight Howard made 22 threes in his career. Jokic now stands at 593. (laughs) Dwight Howard has averaged over 20 points a game four times in his career. Jokic has averaged 20 points a game the last three years and four the last five. Jokic is prolific offensively inside and out. Post game, mid-range game, outside game, okay? Not to mention the fact that his passing ability... 25 points, 7 assists, only two seasons in NBA history where a center has averaged those statistics. Both of them were Jokic. Stop. When you say stuff like that, Dwight Howard, people think you should be drug tested. <laughs> Off they the weed. the weed. Look, I mean, clearly Stephen A is right. But with all of that praise coming from ESPN, does it make you feel, as a Nuggets fan, just a little uncomfortable? 
<laughs> Watch for the hook, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, no, it doesn't make me feel. It, it, listen, over under four or five months into the NBA season, the Nuggets fans start complaining about being disrespected again. Because we're going to fall into old patterns. We always do. Yeah, I, I actually don't see that happening again. Really? I, I don't. Um, and because, not because of what's happening on the court. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamal Murray at USC, right? Nicole Jokic on social media because he was on the rafting trip. I think that <laughs> some of the notoriety that comes along with being an NBA superstar is actually starting to fall upon the Nuggets in a small dosage. Okay. And so those are the things that, honestly, people say. they You say you want your respect. You want a little taste of that fame, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's wrong with that? I, I get it. I get just it. Just a little taste. Little, just, just, just give me just a break little, me off a piece. Just give me a shot. Just break me off. Just, just a little shot. shot. Hey, so Bradley Chubb this week opened up about his time in Denver, which I thought was fascinating, okay? Uh, you, you, you tell me what you take from these comments. Quote, I ain't going to lie to you, bro. That's one of my biggest regrets in Denver, not beating the Chiefs in a Broncos uniform. Y'all always did it, bro. Y'all always found a way. And he was talking to Tyreek Hill. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a long time. You know the Broncos have more Super Bowl wins since 2015 than they do wins over the Chiefs? Why you got to say it like that? That's a real stat. Why you got to say it? Since 2015, the Broncos have more Super Bowl wins than they do wins over the Chiefs. You can just say they haven't won in a long time and leave it at that. Well, I just thought I'd remind you of just how long it's been. Yeah, but you turned, you took the dagger and turned it. Yeah, well, that was Bradley, not me. Well, maybe it was me just a little bit. So that's what he said about the Chiefs. Obviously, that's that's a huge, that's pretty much everybody's regret who's been on this team the last seven years. Right, Kyle? I mean, you didn't beat your biggest division rival, and you got clown hammered a lot of the time. Yeah, and, and you missed the window opportunity when Pat was a pup. Mm-hmm. This is Chubb on Russell Wilson. This is this is kind of plays into a little bit of what we were talking about a little bit earlier as it comes to the is Russell Wilson a superstar discussion. Chubb says on Let's Ride. He didn't say it, he didn't say it around the facility that much. He just said it on camera, man. So, you know, Tyreek gave him a little hey. Was he was he saying let's ride behind the scenes? No, of course not, because it's all about the brand, Kyle. At least Russ has the enough sense not to end conversations with teammates in the locker room. All right, guys, we're gonna have a great first Great start out there. Got to start fast, get the first first down. Let's ride. I would argue One, that, two, three, let's ride. That is his. <laughs> I would argue that's probably his most organic moment as a Bronco. What was? Because I think he said it just talking, right? And, and let's ride. Oh, uh, oh Russ, stop. Russ. No, Did no, you the just, first time stop. he said it. The first time he said it, I believe he was, I, I believe he was really organic. I got a Brooklyn bridge in Brooklyn to sell his heart. Yeah, come on front yeah. property in Idaho. You got it. No, I, I think That he, ain't true. Come I, on. Nope, nope. I, I honestly believe the first time he said it, he was just talking. And it's I'm going to send some door-to-door vacuum salesman your way a little later here. You're just going to buy everything. I don't have any more pet hair. Okay. You need some volcano insurance? Yeah, there you go. There oh, you go. In Colorado. We appreciate oh, that. Oh, everybody's in on the action. Everyone's in on the action. We, we, let's look back. Let's let's try to find when he first said it. I really think it was. Stop it. it. No, you're it wrong. Came. Just let it go. It's okay. It's no, okay. No, We've no, all I'm been not, wrong on things I'm before. I'm not going to. Bro, he, everything Russ does is created in a PR lab. Yeah. Unfortunately, his last one had a little bit too much control, and, you know, they're a little happy-go-lucky. Either way, everyone latched onto it. Don't, rem- don't forget, I still have it in my dresser drawer. There's T-shirts. With let's ride on it. I how could we forget? Okay, how could we so, forget? But at least he wasn't saying around the facility. 
Okay. <laughs> Chubb believes that Wilson was unfairly criticized last season with fans and pundits going after his personal life and personality. <clears throat> I don't know anything about that. Instead of the quarterback's on-field performance. Quote, it's crazy, bro, because he do the absolute most that he can possibly do to make sure that he's the best he possibly can be. You know what I mean? He doesn't miss a step. So when he has a fluke year like this, you just have to chalk it off. Bro, you had a bad year, but it but it gets so criticized because of who he is, who he's been, and what he's done. I don't think that's why he gets criticized. I think it's because of the, of the feeling that he is forcing his brand upon everyone and it doesn't match with his on-field play. And so now it's like, we're going to go after both. We're going to go after your brand. We're going to go after your on-field play. We're going to go after your hair. We're going to go after your Instagram. All those things are now in play because his you hair. Have, you, you, you saw that? <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> we're going after all those things, right? Mm-hmm. Be, because you have force-fed us. You, you sold us some wolf tickets, bro. But he came out and he said he wants to play 10 to 12 more years and win three to four more Super Bowls. He brought it all on himself. Now, I think the point Chubb is making is valid because, like we've been saying for you know months and months and months, most wins a quarterback has had through the first 10 seasons of their career in NFL history. Yeah, he's, he's he had over 100 wins before he came to the Broncos, 104 and 54 in Seattle. He had quite the resume. He was a prominent star in this league. Some may even say superstar. I believe that he was a superstar. Whether or not whether or not you tell me he is, okay, that's fine. I think that's up for debate. And on the Ramoslaw.com text line, yeah, it's up for debate. Someone said, look, I was more exciting when Denver signed Manning because I knew his brain along with whatever skill he had left would win games. I thought Russell still had skill even though he was hurt. I think he was wrong about Wilson. As far as Russell ever being a superstar, I don't think so. As an athlete, wouldn't be in my top ten. As a quarterback, maybe two or three years ago from Noco Dan. Thanks for listening, Noco. Look, we all have the benefit of hindsight. And we're looking back and saying, oh, well, I didn't think that or I didn't say that. Everyone was excited, and that's including me. Everyone was excited about Russell Wilson to come to town. I think Bradley Chubb's comments lack a little bit of depth because – your disappointment is in direct proportion to your expectations. Something on Tyreek Hill's podcast lacks some depth? <laughs> you don't really? say. You don't say. <laughs> you don't say. But, but you're only, Bronco fans are only that disappointed because the expectations were so high. Had this, had this been Joe Flacco, it just like, eh, it wasn't supposed to work out anyway. <laughs> Did Russ just text into the show about himself? The only two people who would talk about Russ like that are him and his mother from Canadian Patty. I, I read that one. <laughs> Maddie. Right. Maddie. That ain't right. Look, <laughs> whether or not Russ was a superstar, we all know he needs to be way better this season. Significantly better. Because, you know, we talk about the sacks and him being the most sacked in his career and led the NFL in sacks, most sacked Denver Broncos quarterback in a single season ever. A lot of those were his fault, too. A lot of the misreads, those are his fault. Everyone shares blame here, and certainly a large portion of it falls on his shoulders, just like it did for Nathaniel Hackett. Obviously, that's where the dysfunction stemmed from, but a part of it stemmed from this organization in negotiations when trading for Wilson, when Wilson made his demands about what he wanted, Denver relented. But you have to remember the position that Denver was in. They needed water in the desert. They were so desperate to be relevant, so desperate to have competency, so you go out and get a star. But then your star plays like one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL, almost to an unprecedented level. 
I mean, he posted career lows across the board. So, yeah, especially off the heels of him painting the Lombardi Trophy on his cleats, talking about he wants to win three to four more Super Bowls. If you bang on your chest and say, I'm invincible, and then somebody brings you to the ground, we're not believing you anymore until you go out there and prove it again. And the easiest way for him to win the goodwill back in Broncos country is to go win games, to have on-field success. That's why you hear every, you know, Tom, Dick, Larry, and Harry talking about, I don't need to see the social media posts. I don't need to see where you and Sierra and the kids are vacationing. I don't need to see your workout tape. Because really all that matters now, now that you've brought yourself down a peg after talking about how great you were, all that really matters now is winning games. Yeah, there's so much to this. Uh, I don't want a guy who's going to shy away from the moment either, right? So when he came in and talked about Super Bowl three and four and playing for another decade, uh, that was music to your ears because it communicated a confidence that you want to see in your star players. Um, unfortunately, it didn't get backed up. And now all the things, again, are now subject to scrutiny. The boy who cried wolf. Uh, there, there you go. Um, and unfortunately. The boy who cried, I'm him. I'm him. <laughs> I'm him, Austin Reeves. But unfortunately, it does yeah. overshadow some of the things that would endear him to the community. He does enough community work that people will love him. Right. They have a store mm-hmm. that people would patronize. There's enough depth mm-hmm. there that people will gravitate to them without you forcing yourself. Even that side of it had a little bit of a tarnish. It's off season. But, but even still, you. Yeah. Yeah. But but that's not atypical in, in that world. So. But no. it, but it's but because it's him and because he was not having the success. Right. We love to kick you under the microscope. We love to kick you when you love it. So and I, I, I get it. it. It stinks. But I think that if he takes the approach. And I think you're wrong in this. Mm. If you take the approach, I have to be much better. You're setting yourself up for some disappointment. I think he needs to take the approach of I don't have to do it all. Right. I don't have to extend plays. I can make the timing throws. I can make the right play to stay on the field. I can make the right football play. And it doesn't have to be a spectacular play for my team to be successful. So we're bringing it down from graduate level to what, you know, one it, master's degree you here? You can be 202. You can be, okay. you, you can be sophomore. Well, Sean level. Payton's, that's his biggest goal. And one of the things that we heard when Sean Payton was hired, coming from the Chris Sims podcast with Mike Florio, is Payton talking about how he wanted to take Wilson off the high dive this year. Right? And we spoke about that a little bit earlier in the offseason. What does that mean? I think it speaks to a lot of what you're talking about. It speaks to not doing everything yourself, not feeling like the weight of the world is on your shoulders because you actually have a proper hierarchy in place where it wasn't last year. Nathaniel Hackett and Russell were peers more than anything, in my opinion, because Hackett was unproven. He didn't have any skins on the wall, right? Sean Payton comes in. He's got a trophy case already, man. Russell can respect him because he can meet him on his level, but even higher than that, right? Russ has always wanted to, quote-unquote, learn and play for Sean Payton. I think it also took last year for Russ being humbled to probably receive coaching in a way that maybe he never has in his career, at least as a professional. Because when you get brought down a peg, man, you, t- you want to talk about humble pie? You, gotta, you better be humble. Otherwise, if you get brought down a peg and you're still talking, you're putting out a highlight tape after a 5-12 and 12 season, people do not care, and you start to... 
distance distance yourself from your even your own fans. Not only do they not care, they start to root against you. They're the now you're the person that they want to see fail, mm. uh, and, and that stinks. That, that that's a tough place to be. Think about where he fell from. Right, you came in as a third round pick. No one expected you to do much. Right, your team has instant success. You win a Super Bowl the following year. Mm-hmm. You take your team to another Super Bowl. Who, what you going to tell me? Who can tell me that I'm not a star? Right? And now here you are having been tremendously humbled over the last two years. So, yeah, it's a fall from grace, but it doesn't mean that he can't come back and find himself in a really ha- having a successful tenure with the Broncos. So, former NFL MVP Rich Gannon, we all know Rich, played quarterback for the Raiders for a long time. He spoke on Russ. Now, what he said wasn't all that elegant, but I want your take as a coach, Kyle. When I looked at Russell Wilson's eyes last year in Denver, clearly something wasn't right. He didn't have that juice. He didn't have that swagger. He didn't have that confidence. He looked lost to me. There was too many examples of him looking over to the boundary. You're looking at Nathaniel Hackett, uncertain of what the play entry or the formation or the personnel was. Uh, You just saw him in certain situational football, down in the red zone, not the same player. Third down, not the same player. In a critical situation, the two-minute, late in the game, he kind of lost his way. Okay. When's the groundbreaking news come along? No, there's no groundbreaking news there. That's why I said it's all surface level. But I think the the point that he brought up about him looking to the sideline constantly, there was a lot of that because there was a lot of miscommunication, a lot of dysfunction. They punted on preparation, and they didn't prepare to the standard that these guys are going to prepare to. But I do do question what getting your swagger back for him looks like and how that process occurs. Um, Man, that can happen in a lot of ways. I think getting back to the basics and simplifying – uh, and, and just going back to, to home base for him, and which is effective run game, play action, and boot. And if there's anybody that can get the most out of those three things, I think it's Sean Payton. So, again, making the right plays. They don't have to be spectacular. I, I wrote a scenario down. You tell me if, which one's better. It's obvious, right? Which is better, second and 13 or third and eight? Second and 13, right? You, no. Or third I, and eight. Right. I mean, would you rather have third and eight? Not last year. I'm thinking of second and 13 because we can make it a third and six, third and five. Yeah. Here, here's the issue. Here, here's the reason I ask, right? I got another when down you, to work with. When you take negative plays because you're trying to extend plays, I you know don't do right. anything yeah, else no, but I put yourself you. behind the eight ball for the next play. Right, right, right. And that's part of the reason why we always reference the penalties. They're tied for the third in the league with penalties, fourth in the league, pre-snap penalties. Wow. Doing too much. That's it. Self-inflicted mistakes. Doing too much. So if you simplify and say, I'm going to, listen, it's okay to throw the ball away on second and eight and find ourselves in third and eight. But what if you're second and 13? If if, (laughs) that's, I just laugh because. These aren't manageable downs, my friend. (laughs) Because Rich brought up, because Rich brought this up for us. He, He said this. Russell Wilson needs to get the eye of the tiger back. The eye of the tiger. You tell your, do you tell your kids, I need to see that eye of the tiger? No, because how do you quantify that? I don't know. How do you quantify the eye of the tiger? I, I, don't, I don't know what it is, but I know it when I see it. There you go. Yeah. It's something inside uh, of you. I, yeah. Uh, I try not to speak in ambiguity. Like, you, you, you really? Yeah. I'm, I'm king of that. 
I'm the king of the ambiguous motivational speech. Now, give me, give me, give me a taste of that. You, from you, you. get motivated by motivational speeches. It depends upon who's giving them. Okay. Yeah. It de- definitely depends upon who's giving them. If it's Al Pacino, you know, on any given Sunday, the six inches in front of your face. You know, maybe that'd get me going on. You know, life's a series of moments, that type of stuff. For the first drive. For the first drive. Yeah, and there's three quarters to play after that. So what happens? I don't know. It depends upon what game it is. Super Bowl? Super Bowl? Get me fired up. Week one, get me fired up. Put on a show for these fans. If you need motivation to play in the Super Bowl. What's your? Give me a little taste. Give me a little taste. I don't do motivational speeches. I don't believe in it. I think I know why Overland is where they are. <laughs> okay, Shots all right. Here's, here's Rich Cannon <laughs> talking about the five uh, Ps. Russell Wilson has to commit to doing the little things. Russell Wilson has to commit to the five Ps. The five Ps, proper preparation prevents poor performance. I oh, proper preparation prevents poor performance. The five Ps. Did you know those? Yes. You did. Yeah. You don't have to write them down over there. No. The five Ps. Yeah, that's Do you have any new. other great coaching one-liners like that that just right off the top of your head? No, not right off the top of my head. Not this better again, than that. Again, I, we're, we're starting to uncover clues behind the record here. Yeah, I, I've got a ton of cliches, but not better than that one. The five P's. Proper preparation prevents Prevents poor poor performance. performance. Well, that was never more evident than at the beginning of the season, right? At the beginning of the season in Seattle, when you chose for the very first play call from Nathaniel Hackett to Russell Wilson to be on the road in primetime in the NFL's loudest stadium against Russ's former team, bad plan, right? Really bad plan. You punted on preparation. All of those little communication issues that they suffered in Seattle, that should have been worked out way ahead of time in the preseason. The good news is this year it will be. This year, it, we're not waiting and, and saving everybody so we can be healthy in December, only to end up as one of the NFL's most injured football teams. It, it's amazing how many times that happens in the NFL, though. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett is not the only coach that is uh, is guilty of it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think back in the Super Bowl 50, and, and Mike Shula as the offensive coordinator, you didn't have a plan for Von Miller. Mm. You, you've got an undrafted right tackle, and you've got an all-pro edge player, and you don't have a plan for him? This happens all the time in the NFL. On the Ramoslaw.com text line, 303-713-1043, I want your best coaching one-liners, like we heard from Rich Gannon. Russell Wilson has to commit to doing the little things. Russell Wilson has to commit to the five Ps. The five Ps, proper preparation prevents poor performance. I don't think Russell Wilson... Love it. Proper preparation prevents poor performance. If you got those one-liners, fire them, in, yeah. fire them into us. I love it. I'll write them all down. I'll write them all. Is that the I'm first time them. you've heard that? No, of course not. But okay. I love those. I do. I do. Because if you're one of those people that can just rattle those off, I, I really respect that. Because I, I also believe then you're probably the person that fires a lot of great dad jokes. You got them just lined up in the chamber. Yeah, I've you got know? two. Yeah, exactly. You're no fun. You're no fun. But again, Russell Wilson needs to get the eye of the tiger. <laughs> the eye of the tiger. You always come in here on Sunday mornings with the eye of the tiger. Do I? Yeah, you do. I, I say I'm really good. Yeah, you do. I'm but not now I find out you. you're not giving your team motivational speeches. How are these kids supposed to get fired up to play football? We're, yeah, no. we're going to work on that. Help us out, text line. Yeah, 303-713-1043. It's Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fans. Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan presents Matt Smith and Kyle Reese.
Rick Ross this week. Knees got old on him, huh? Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> that was hysterical, man. Not a Rick Ross fan. No, Rick isn't, as far as, like, talent goes, I don't know. I don't know. Like, musical talent. <laughs> He's a funny dude. Yeah, t- t- lack. talent ain't that bad, but authenticity is. Ugh. Authenticity, you don't like it? Yeah, I don't care. Anyway, on the RamosLaw.com text line, no pain, no gain. We like that one. That's that's a there's your standard cliche, right? We'll take that. Didn't we say it has to be better? Yeah, no, it has to be a good, like a clever coaching one liner. Like Rich Gannon told us about the five P's. Russell Wilson has to commit to doing the little things. Russell Wilson has to commit to the five P's. The five P's. Proper preparation prevents poor performance. I I thought you said one liner. Like that's a micro speech. No, proper preparation prevents poor performance. Yeah, the five P's. It's all the alliteration. Yeah. yeah uh, uh. <laughs> best coach one-liners. Guy says, look at my body. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That is the best coaching one-liner. Look at my body. It ain't worth a f- <laughs> but I was an All-American because I f- ripped your neck out. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Oh, Kyle, that's good stuff. Someone else, uh, more like the eye of the liger, he needs to roar. You want li- He needs both of them, the lion and the tiger? Someone else says Russell. Like- Russell Wilson might have baseball in his mind. Is that what's going on with Russ? Is that he is, at this stage, looking to go the MJ, mid- mid-career retirement, into another sport and go strike out 100 times a year, you know, at, at single-A ball? You go 4-11 and 11 again. He might, he he might start thinking about baseball it. bat. Get this guy a tennis racket. You know, training camp's going to be here before you know it. I mean, tomorrow, Monday, July 10th, we're less than three weeks away from training camp. And obviously, I hope you've gotten your tickets because if you haven't heard, you've been living under a rock or you just don't have social media because most of it's been online. But the Broncos released, obviously, Kyle, tickets to training camp that you had to request. A lot of days have been sold out. I'm sure that there are still some available. You'll be out there, yeah? I'm a, I'll check it out once or twice. Just once or twice, huh? Just once or twice. I am. I, I can't wait. I cannot wait to actually watch them prepare. I cannot wait to walk into training camp and go, yeah, that's what it's supposed to look like. What is it that you're... Guys working. Some, okay. Yeah, somebody throwing up in a <laughs> trash a really can on the sideline. Guys working, yeah. Someone throwing up in a trash can on the sideline. Guys sweating. You know, that, that's the, that was what really popped off the page to me last year. It wasn't even a jog-through day, and it was just... What uh, the camp at CU is harder than that? Camp at CU is gonna be way harder than that this year. I promise you that much. Yeah, there's need the, some dogs. Gus Malzahn talked about it all the time. You want to strain your team, and you know there's you can absolutely overstrain your team, and and it can be detrimental. But you have to get calloused. Orlando talks about it all the time. You have to callous your team in order to really see what you've got. So we didn't find out what the Broncos had until. When did we find out what the Broncos had? Week one. Was it week one? I thought so. I think by week four, I went on coffee break after winning one of my many weeks on my way to the fan football pick'em win for the year, by the way. Defending champion. Here we go. And unlike the Avs, I will repeat. Biofreeze when he comes, when he steps out the booth. What's yeah, that? you're going to need some biofreeze, man. Why? For pat myself you on the back? yourself on the back. Well, man. I'm fine with it because, like I said, I got, I, I'm got i clearing out space on my wall for the second banner. This year I already had to do one. So this year for 2023, 2024, it'll be two. The next yeah. year it'll be three. I think you were making a point I'm not going for one. To, I'm not going for two. Oh, boy. You're going to do this for another 10 years? <laughs> well, we're going to find <laughs> out. If, we, if, if, I, if I make it that long. Only the good die young. 
Only the good die young. No, I'm looking forward to it, man. And, and um, we talked a little bit earlier in regards to Bradley Chubb talking about the Chiefs and saying that was his biggest regret, not beating the Chiefs. But to me, I think this year, if you don't make the playoffs, there are two things that, you, that you've got to do. If you do not make the playoffs in year one with Sean Payton, which I think obviously pretty good chance that that happens, you got to end both streaks, both of them. You got a six game losing streak to the Raiders going on, and you've got, you know, like I said, since 2015, you got more Super Bowl wins than wins over Kansas City, for crying out loud. You got to end them both, even if you don't make the playoffs. That would be huge. That would be, and maybe it's insignificant at the end of the day, but as for the fan base, man, the fan base needs a little bragging rights. You know, fan base needs a little something to puff their chest out about. It, it, it does stink from a divisional standpoint. Um, but if they lose all the other ones, would, would that make you feel okay? Uh, but, but we beat the Raiders, but we beat the Chiefs. We're still at the house in January, but we beat the Raiders. I guess I yeah, guess maybe just a little bit. It'd be a nice consolation prize. Yeah, Keep I, you warm yeah, all who, keep you warm all spring. That, but that's not why nope. Russell came here. That ain't why Sean came here for consolation prizes. Now we're talking about raising the bar, yes or no? I think so. Okay. We're talking about raising the standard. Beating the Raiders. Which means you're raising Everybody the culture. Everybody thinks it's going to be a bottom tier team. Beating the Raiders ain't good enough. No. <laughs> it shouldn't have been good enough last year. <laughs> you're right. Should but have that, been a but that is where the standard is, Kyle. That's where the standard is. The standard has fallen. And so that's why I asked you earlier what's the floor? Because the worst Sean Payton ever did in New Orleans was go seven and nine three times. Yeah, that, that's got to be the floor this year. I mean, that's got to be the sub floor, right? I mean, that goes in right above the concrete. That that's what that's got to be, right? Right above the floor joint. So we're saying eight and nine, right, is, maybe even the plywood. Eight and nine is, <laughs> I, you know more about that than I do. Eight eight and nine is the floor. Seven and ten. If it's less than that, we've got real problems. Real problems. Significant issues here. And someone on the RumbleSlot.com text line, all the fan base here does is puff their chest out. Whenever a team is not good, they bury their heads in the sand, never watch them because they're a bunch of fair-weather fans. Okay. Uh, what do you want from a fan base? That's supporting a team. Like, yeah, you, 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 you put your head in the sand and you're like, okay, look, we get it. You don't. Th- First of all, to that texter, you don't think Broncos fans understand how bad this has been? Why do you think they were counting down the play clock for Nathaniel Hackett? Why do you think Broncos country was pounding the table before the end of Nathaniel Hackett's first year going, no, 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 this guy doesn't know what he's doing. No, Broncos fans are not fair-weather fans. Broncos fans are hanging around. There are still tons of them in droves. In droves. They will be sold out every game this year, just like they are every other year. Now, maybe all those fans don't show up, but they will be sold out. You did a really good job paraphrasing that text. I am king. I am king. What can I say? Let let me sing your praises as opposed to you singing your own. Did really good job. First class. <laughs> the best one-liner, beat the heat. Yeah, that's a good one. Someone says there is no standard. You're right. The last few years, there hasn't been. But that's what Sean Payton walked through the door to do. Yeah. To build this, a culture. See, this is where I dig in my coaching at. There's always a standard. The standard can be bad. Leadership can go in the wrong direction. It doesn't always insinuate positivity. There was a standard. It was just bad. It was a losing culture. Yeah. There's always a standard. Can you create a winning culture out of a losing culture? Yes. I think uh, uh, Doug Peterson is a classic example. 
Of course you can. For what he did last year. Of course he can. I think you absolutely can. Yeah. There's tons of reasons for optimism. Yeah. Especially if you're a motivational coach. Like you're going to be when you take the field this fall with your team at Overland. You do have to do away with some of the bad apples from the previous culture. Oh, yeah, a couple of those were rotten. Some of them got to go. Yeah, the ones with yeah. worms sticking out, just shh, let's put them in, you know, that's the, that's the trash so, bucket I right there. That's the exact same roster in Jacksonville last year than it was the year before. You ever been apple picking? I can't say that I have. Neither have I. Yeah. Neither have I. Just, I. I was just wondering. Like, <laughs> just, just curious. You got real comfortable and rearing back yeah, like well, you I'll had just, a lot of experience. Just, I, no, no, not a lot of experience, but, you know, you do get some bad apples every now and again. Yeah, I would imagine. But that's the thing, like. You know, cut the skin off, maybe chop one half of the apple off. That's just the rotten part. There's yeah. still some good things there. It can be redeemed. That's what Sean Payton's doing this year. He's cutting the bad spot off the apples. <laughs> That's what he's doing. Scraping the black he off is. the toes. To- he is. <laughs> he's taking off the stickers. You know what I mean? You skin your, do you skin the apples? You like a skinless apple? I do. Yeah? I do. That's where all the nutrients are. Yeah. Is in the, is in the peel. Also, all the pesticides, too. Yeah, well... <laughs> Look, if it's not the apples that kill me, it's the air quality around here, okay? And, and again, I just have to go back to, by the time you hit the, fall, the field in the fall, you're going to be a different type of coach. Like I said, the five Ps, we heard them. Russell Wilson has to commit to doing the little things. Russell Wilson has to commit to the five Ps. The five Ps, proper preparation prevents poor performance. Got it, right? How about this one? Russell Wilson needs to get the eye of the tiger back. The eye of the tiger back. I need you. You know what? That's what you should do. You know, no, Hire me as assistant coach. We'll turn over Linda around together. You're in the process. I'll take the credit, and you'll be the one who does all the work. We talked about but I'm coming out the locker room with these guys. They give me my theme music. <laughs> uh, hell to like the no. <laughs> no? Oh, man. Hey, man, you got a good send-off here. Man, I'll be honest. I couldn't stand Matt Smith at first, but the dude grew on me. We all do. Were they, hey, just like Nikola Jokic, on a long enough timeline, <laughs> Matt Smith wins everyone over. They give me my theme music! <laughs> Dan Jacobs, he's up next. It's Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan.